Welcome to the Rocky and Meisty Show. We're glad to have you with us. It's been quite a while, but we're back. Just because the NFL season has concluded, it doesn't mean that we have concluded our discussion about the NFL, because we love football all year round, no matter what, as you all know. So we're going to continue that discussion, discussing there's so many storylines to go through, whether it's Carson Wentz, Matthew Stafford, Ben Roethlisberger announcement today, Deshaun Watson, of course, where will his landing spot be? So many different potential things to talk about. So we'll get to all that first. Of course, we want to remind you to subscribe to our podcast on your preferred platform and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Rocky and Meisty. We have Yehuda on board. We have Meisty on board. And, um, and Mark, of course, is going to help us with the recording and hopefully we'll have a smooth ride here tonight. So let's get started, guys. And, and what I wanted to start off the bat with was uh, there was the Carson Wentz trade. It happened a little while ago, but we're going to discuss it either way because we haven't been on since the offseason began. Um, I believe the uh, the offseason officially starts, like the like you, you told me, Yehuda, that the uh, the franchise tag start today. Started today, right? Yeah. Okay. Start franchise tag today. Yeah, teams start are able to start giving out the franchise tag today, but I think league year is always like mid-March when they officially can start it and start actually giving out that's the contract. Right. That's when like, that's when other teams can start grabbing players from other, from that were previously on other teams. Right. So yeah. that's, that's, so I wanted to start, so we're, we'll get to that. I want to, with the potential free agents and, you know, interesting landing spots, but let's talk about things that already happened that we haven't discussed yet. And like I said, leading off with Carson Wentz. Okay. And I'm just going to get right to it because this trade, quite frankly, makes no sense to me. I'm going to be honest with you. It makes no sense to me. Now, the Indianapolis Colts are looking for the successor for Phillip Rivers, who's only been there for one year. But let's call it a successor. Now, yeah. they are looking to replace him with a guy that looks even older and worse than Phillip Rivers. Okay? Carson Wentz, everyone knows, atrocious year last year. Atrocious. I mean, just hit rock bottom. 32nd ranked quarterback in football, according to PFF, 32nd. That's, if you don't know, there are 32 teams in the NFL. That's a really bad number to be at. And it's not like this guy's been great the last three years. I heard Ron Jaworski on the radio the other day, and he was saying, oh, it's a great shade for the Colts. This is a guy that's been great for four years. He just had one bad year. No, where have you been, Ron Jaworski? Have you been watching football? This guy had one great year. The, he was an MVP candidate until he got injured in week 14, and he's digressed and digressed and digressed. And then the next year... After the, the year after the MVP year, he was already outside of the top 15. The next year, he was already outside of the top 17 or 18, maybe the 19th or 20 best quarterback in football. And this year, he was atrocious. This guy has just gotten worse, progressively worse throughout, throughout his career. I mean, a PFF makes a great point. If you were to reverse Carson Wentz's years, it would look, look a lot more logical. The fact that he started off with a, a – he started off terrible. Okay, people have terrible work years, got a little better, got got better, and then had a great year at peak his fourth year. That would make a lot more sense. That's how bad Carson Wentz has been. And they gave up a, a third rounder, a second rounder, which could potentially be a first rounder for this guy. I don't quite understand it. I know they're going to – they're going to the Eagles are going to swallow a lot of the contract, but there's still – I don't know all the salary details, but there's still a lot of dead money that's going to be there for the Eagles. There's still a lot of money that's going to be there for the Colts, and they're still going to have to – um, pay a lot to a guy that's been, quite frankly, one of the worst quarterbacks in football the last two or three years. So I don't really understand this. Please, please someone can make light of it to me because I, I haven't gotten a good, uh, I haven't gotten a logic fed to me yet. <laughs> so uh, you tell me, Yehuda, what, what, what do you think the Colts were thinking here? Yeah, I think, I mean, I know you, you are really, really down on Carson Wentz, and I totally understand. <clears throat> he was atrocious. You said 
32nd ranked quarterback. I think he might even have been 33rd ranked quarterback. If I, I'm not completely sure, but like, cause you know, there are some backups that played a few, you know, a few games to qualify, but he was awful. And you could say it's cause he didn't have an O-line the running game was suspect at times. You know, he was playing with, with guys who, who had never played NFL snaps in the O-line before. Um, but obviously some of it is on him. You can't be completely awful, awful, awful like he was without taking some of the blame. So obviously it, there's some of it that goes on him. But I guess the, the Colts, their they're thinking is, you know, Frank Reich was the OC uh, the year that he had an MVP caliber campaign, and he probably would have been the MVP if he didn't get hurt, doesn't tear his ACL. Um, so maybe they're thinking he can revive his career. Because, you know, at this point, he's he's 28. So he's not like, it's not like he's like 24, 25 and young because he came into the league, you know, as an older rookie. So I guess that's the Colts thought. But but for the Colts, you have to see this as a win, honestly, because they um, they got the Eagles to uh, to eat some of the contract, I believe. And and uh, they got a pretty solid deal because they were saying the, the Eagles on for some reason thought they were going to get some first round picks out of it. And I know there's a third and there's a, a second rounder that can possibly turn into a first if Carson plays um, like 70% of the snaps or something. But they, they were asking for a lot more than, than what they actually got. So this is also an indictment on the Eagles. You know, to look at this from the Eagles' perspective, um, they, they just signed him to this massive contract and now they trade him. Like, like what are they doing? Like, people, we thought that they, they seem to have a – a nice ship going on there and like a good, well-run organization. But now that fired Doug Peterson after that debacle week 17, where we weren't sure if he was legitimately like tanking mid game, like that was crazy. And the, the players can play for him. But then Howie Roseman wants Doug Peterson, take all the blame. Like it, it's nuts. What, what's going on there. And now we don't even know if, um, if Jalen hurts is going to be the starter, you know, next year. Like as crazy as it sounds, I think they have the fourth or fifth overall pick, sixth overall pick, something like that, and they could they could draft a quarterback and they could just <laughs> go move on and um, move on from Hurts after one year. Like that's that's the kind of organization that that's going on. They just hired you know Nick Sirianni, the young young head coach, but you know that's that's the Eagles side. But for for the Colts, obviously, like you were saying, Ron Jaworski saying, "Oh, it's a great move. This is awesome." The he, Carson had one bad year. Like it was horrendously bad. Like it's it's gonna be an uphill uphill battle because he also has some of those questions where you always hear like these weird reports that are leaked from the anonymous sources. Carson Wentz isn't good in the locker room. He doesn't know how to lead, you know, a bunch of men. So that's that's weird. You know, you don't hear that about people who who are good leaders. Like that doesn't come out about guys who who are like liked in the locker room. So that that's that's interesting to hear always. But like. I, I see it as an okay move for the Colts because they have such a very much, much better O-line, I think, than than the Eagles. They got Jonathan Taylor's absolute stud, you know, great defense. Maybe he could just be a solid game manager. He doesn't have to be doing too much like he was last year for the Eagles because he was always trying to make something crazy play happen. So maybe if he could just work with Frank Reich, you know, and um, get back to not necessarily get back to that 2017 MVP level, type but just get back to a solid a solid Carson Wentz and they, they could be a real contender so I think it, it's an okay move for for the Colts I see it taking Carson Wentz but for the Eagles it's just it's just weird to pay this guy this much and then oust him right away well you, you first of all I want to clear that up because you mentioned the Eagles side of things it's interesting they do have to um they have to, they do save a good amount of salary 
in yeah. this trip. I'm, I'm not saying there's a lot of dead money. It's the most dead money in the history of the NFL, $33.8 million. But this yeah. year, they saved $25.5 million just this year from Carson Wentz's contract. And next year, they saved $15 million. So I do think the Eagles got, got off the hook slightly, although obviously they're enduring a lot. It, it's interesting after they signed this guy to a huge contract um, and they did not construct it properly. Other teams have done it where they front-loaded the contract. So if the guy didn't perform well the first couple of years, they were able to get off the hook. The Eagles did not do that. They spread it throughout. The fact that they were able to somewhat get off the hook, I think, is quite impressive. And the Colts, the fact they were able to get, listen to this, okay? So from the Colts' perspective, if Carson Wentz is not their guy, well, this year they made the playoffs, so they're getting a pick in the 20s. Next year, if Carson Wentz plays 75% of the snaps, they're not going to have that pick either in the first round. You know, so I do think that it, it was a little curious on the Colts side, but Meisty, maybe you could shed some light as well on this. To me, if an engine can work well with Carson Wentz, it is Frank, right? Um, and, and there is somewhat of a team, you know, the Colts aren't some, you know, mid, mid they're not a mid-tier team. They are, like you said, a playoff team. So, you know, Carson Wentz, a lot of times it is just a change that's needed. Um, like you said, it's very interesting that he would go that most quarterbacks don't go downhill, especially early in the career, right? So this could be a big turning point. So for the Colts, it's a huge risk, but I don't even think he's guaranteed the starting job for the Colts. So he's gotta earn it there, he's gotta earn it wherever he goes. Um for the Eagles, they I think like Yehuda said, he was toxic. I think they were just looking to dump him. Um, say, you know, it's unfortunate that a player can have a little bit that much control over his uh, contract and, and where he does, but um, that's that's really that. I mean, I don't, I'm not a big Carson Wentz fan. I, I think that he's absolute trash. I, mean, I wouldn't want him. I, I don't know how that contract happened. I like he played that he was in a division. He brought the team to the, to the playoffs. He didn't even win in the playoffs. And you know, I'm saying like, it's, it, it, like, like, and and as as Mark was saying before the, the podcast, how how they just Nick Foles was obviously their guy at the time, right? Like they should have just kept him. So poor Carson Wentz, he just keeps getting everywhere he goes. He, he you know, so I think that it's gonna work out for him with the Colts. I think that they'll be a playoff team just like they were the past year. There's no reason for it. Um, I think that he's better than Phil Rivers at this point. So for, for the Colts, it's an upgrade. Why the why you know and and they didn't have to give up crazy amount for it. I mean for what they what what could have been. Um, other than that, yeah, I don't know. This is what the Colts do, and this guy shows up and stinks, man. Like they're in real trouble if he stinks. Like in real trouble if he stinks. So yeah. what I like, why I can't I'm trying to like where can it be? If it works out for them, they just kinged out. If they make the playoffs, like like how much more can you expect from a guy? He brings you to the playoffs. Like if quarterback gets you to the playoffs, the team has to help you win the championship. That's really where how I see it. You put it on the quarterback to get you to the playoffs, and and the team's got to help you out from there. So. We'll see what happens. I mean, his team in Philly really wasn't helping him on that Super Bowl run. But since then, he's really he's never had good receivers, or they're never healthy. His defense is always 
bottom half of the league, not even there, bottom three of the league. They give up the most yards, giving up the most wins, the most rushing yards. They were just awful. So I think it's a good, it's a good change scenery for him. I think the Eagles need to change. Um, but I think the Eagles are screwed on quarterback too. I don't like Jalen Hurts because he's not, he's not a trustworthy quarterback. I mean, I don't know why, where, like what, what they think they're going to get from him. I think that what we saw this past year at the end of the year is what you're going to get from him always. And I don't think that's enough. Um, and then bringing Nick Foles back, I didn't think Nick Foles either. It's, he's a quarterback. But like, Joe Flacco is the same. And I'll take Joe Flacco as well as Nick Foles. And I take Joe Flacco before him just because I know that Joe Flacco comes down to the playoffs and somehow something else happens and, and turns the lights out. So with, you know, I, I'm going to take Joe Flacco over Nick Foles, so I thought yeah, at this point, both teams are screwed. So I think the Colts come out the winner on this one. That's just my take on that. Yeah, I, I totally forgot, as you were saying, Rocky, that they, <clears throat> no, I'm sorry, the Wentz um, dead cap hit on the Eagles is now the largest in NFL history. So you see that, and you're like, what what are the Eagles doing? But then also, for the Colts, like, Wentz has an injury history, you know, and it's not like small injuries here and there he you know he tore his acl in 2017 you know preventing him for the mvp he has these back fractures you know that serious concussion from Clowney at the end of uh 2019 season so like these aren't small injuries so as a, as a player you know he was he was really bad last year and he he's a bit banged up so you know they are really they're, they're really rolling the dice here to, to get a guy who, who was his best with frank reich so that's that's what they're really hoping for but um it could who knows? It could end up working for the Eagles for them to be like, okay, we just got to got to get rid of him, reset, and maybe he's just done. I don't think he is, but you know, for the Colts, as as Feisty said, it's a good it's a good line. The quarterback gets you to the to the playoffs, and then the team should help you win the championship. the The team is good enough to get to the playoffs. So can can Carson Wentz come together with the team in the in the playoffs to win a championship? I don't know. I think I've heard from some people who think that they're Super Bowl contenders now. I don't know if that's true. I think they they didn't win a playoff. <laughs> game last year. They didn't win a playoff game last year. You know, I think maybe they can get a divisional or or a AFC championship. But I don't think Wentz is a Super Bowl leading quarterback. If if they're gonna win, they they they'd have to win on the strength of Jonathan Taylor and that defense. So yeah. Yeah, I actually think Phil Rivers was far out performing Carson Wentz just last year. I mean, if you were to have Carson Wentz on that Colts team last year, they probably wouldn't have made the playoffs because Carson Wentz contributed to some losses for the Eagles, not wins. So, on the contrary. But let's move on. Um, we've, we've spent time on Carson Wentz. Now let's move on. Let's uh, First, we'll get to, we'll discuss Ben Roethlisberger for a second. Then we'll get to Deshaun Watson. But Ben Roethlisberger today, um, the Steelers want to keep him. Okay, and they, yep. they they've made that clear really right, right the second that their playoff their playoff hunt ended against the Browns they made that clear Ben Roethlisberger gonna, gonna stay is that the wise move I don't know but I think we saw this throughout his entire throughout the entire season right we're like okay listen Big Ben is a mid tier quarterback now he's not playing great he can make some big time throws he can still throw the ball down the field his arms on a lollipop arm like Drew Brees was this year he's still a few years younger than Brees but at the end of the day he's Big Ben he's tough he's gonna battle through no matter if he has an injury or two he's still gonna come back next year the question is. If he continues to go along the the pattern that he's been going through this year, then is he going to get better? Is is he is he going to he's just going to get worse? Then he'll go from the 15th ranked quarterback in football to the 20th ranked quarterback in football. 
So why are the Steelers doing this? Uh, Meisty, you wanted to pipe in? Yeah, just on February 17th, 2021, so just a week ago, uh, Steelers GM Kevin Colbert did not commit to bringing back the Nautilus Bergman. As he, he said, well, I'm trying to find a quick, uh, as you say here today, Ben is a member of the Pittsburgh Steelers, is what he said. Um, but he said that he's no guarantee that he comes back 2021. I don't know if he was saying in regards to Ben not coming back because Ben did not come back, or if the Steelers might not bring him back. But he was also saying, as an obvious here, but we'll see what happens. Yeah, but um, yeah. So it was unclear. It was unclear from. It was unclear per se. But I don't think many thought that they were actually going to part ways with Ben Roethlisberger. Maybe this will be his retirement. Uh, this will be the last year of his career, and he'll go out in the sunset. But I think that you know, twenty fifth, according to PFF, twenty fifth ranked quarterback in football last year, and at 37, 38 years old, only getting older. He's been he's suffered a lot throughout his career, endured a lot of hits injuries I, I can't see him just getting better i mean was it going to have the tom brady effect maybe but <laughs> I, I i think there's only one tom brady right yeah i don't know if he is anywhere near the level of tom brady that he, the way he took care of his body you know the way tension yeah. and everything so with ben roethlisberger for, i mean both both you guys were, were correct that the um uh the the gm was like questionably you know, he was like wishy-washy, like, oh, are we going to bring Ben back? You know, he didn't say that straight out, but like the, the statement that he was making was like, uh, is Ben coming back? You know, we're not fully committed. But now recently, I think within the, the past 24 hours or so, they, they put out a statement that they said they're ready to bring him back. And, and Rocky, that thing that, that you're saying, the reason the Steelers would be uh, hesitant to bring him back, I think he has like a $45 million cap hit. Something absolutely insane because they backloaded the contract. And now they want to restructure it. They, they want to restructure. Restructure means, right. hey Ben, um, you're not that good. You're not forty-five million dollar. So <laughs> you will take less money, or we're cutting you. Like I know, thank you for everything you've done for the Steelers, but you got to take less money. Like you're not worth forty-five million dollars. So, so they're gonna they're gonna talk that out and discuss that. But do you think uh, this is a real discussion to be had? Like, do you think they can do better? Like trading for maybe a Sam Darnold which I've heard, um, or even Dwayne Haskins, who's already on the roster, or Mason Rudolph, let's say. But is is Ben a better option and like a Super Bowl caliber quarterback for them? So me personally, I mean, I think Ben is better than all those options, but I don't know if he's a Super Bowl caliber quarterback. Yeah. Definitely not Super Bowl caliber quarterback anymore. But the question is, they, they locked into him as if in – if Drew Brees, I mean, the fact is the Saints are still going to the playoffs, but, you know, I feel like if Drew Brees wasn't getting this team to the to the playoffs, they'd still be lot, or even just getting to the playoffs where it is, they're going to be stuck to Drew Brees the Saints for as long as he's around. I don't think they'll ever, you know, just be like, yeah, I'm sorry, man, you just, you're just not our guy anymore. So I think the Steelers are in that situation here, which is Big Ben's the only thing really holding them back right now. But like you said, there's not many better options for them. Um, but if they go out and make a blockbuster trade, um, and even that, they just don't have they just don't have the cap space for it. Yeah. So, there's, yeah. I mean, I'm happy the Steelers are in a bad situation. This is like this is great, but um, I mean, I'm not complaining. So I, you know, if I had to say something else, the uh, Steelers, I mean, they they really, yeah, they really need to restructure that contract and make like here we've given you so much money over the years. I don't think you need more. Here's like one million dollars a year. 
be our quarterback. Just don't turn the ball over. Just can't, just do. Like I saw someone on Twitter complaining, like, "Oh, just give them a good running game." Good. I'm like, you can't just give every like a player. Everything. Like he has great receivers. It's like, oh, give if you give. Um, imagine you gave. I don't know. I mean, there's so many players out there. You, you give you give Patrick Mahomes a running game, and look what Chiefs will win 16 games every year, and you have to give them up the elite running game. So, um, I yeah, I think Ben's holding him back. I think they're stuck to him, and I mean, I feel like they're praying he just retains, and then they yeah. can just figure out the quarterback. for the Steelers. I think they have to look at it in the long run. I think they're looking at it in the short run right now, which is not the wise move because when it comes no. to like the, the, the NFL has shifted. The, the, the outlook of, an, of a GM is completely different from the way it was 15 years ago. We have this guy on a rookie contract. This is the way people look at it. For example, Lamar Jackson right now on the Ravens, right? They have him on a rookie contract for two more years, okay? The Browns with Baker Mayfield. A rookie contract for two more years. But after those two more years, guess what? You're going to have to pay the guy. In yep. which case, you're not going to have as much money to pay everyone else, and you're not going to be able to surround the good roster. But you're you're stuck with this dilemma. On the one end, you can't not pay Baker Mayfield or Lamar Jackson because they've played well, and they've proved to you that they could be a franchise quarterbacks. But on the other hand, once you pay them, are they good enough to win without good teams? I don't know about that. So the Steelers are going to have to are going to have to make a decision here. Ben Roethlisberger is not good enough with that amount of salary. To, to surround, you're not going to be able to surround such a great team with him anymore as the contracts start going off the books. So they're going to have to get rid of him very soon. And they're going to have to get that rookie contract quarterback that doesn't take a lot of salary. Right now, they have a good roster, Steelers. As was evident, they were 12-4 and four this year. They had one of the best defenses in football, and they have a very explosive passing game. They have one of the best receiving cores in football. But that start, those contracts are going to slowly come off the books. And if they keep, keep holding on to Ben Rosberg with $30 million a year, they're going to get into trouble. So they're going to have to get a rookie quarterback very soon. I think after this year, they should part ways from Ben Roethlisberger, get a rookie quarterback, whoever it is, even if it's not a high pick, even if it's a mid first round pick, get him start, start looking at the future. Don't look at, don't look at it in, in terms of the, of the short run for the Steelers. That's what I would do. Just look at the big picture. And I know the Steelers always want to be competitive. And they always are. They're a great franchise. They always come back and yep. somehow they're always in the playoff hunt, but you know, sometimes you got to hit the reset button, at least at the quarterback position. Yes, my Steve. Steelers, I mean, they, in that division, for the first time, I think, in, 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 I can't even remember the last time it was like this, all teams in that division are on the, are on the up. The, the, even the Bengals, who had a bad year last year, are on the, are on the rise. I mean, I don't know how much better they're going to get. I don't think they're going to get much better, but they are building a team. They are, be, they are getting better. Um, the Browns, like you said, are getting better. Um, I think that they're going to get. I think that they'll be in the playoffs next year, um, and I think that they'll be content. I think that they'll be real contenders next year. I think Baker is really he's hungry. He wants to. So for the Steelers, this is a real tough time. This is it's not making it easier. Five years ago, it was a joke in the division, and you could have done anything, and yep. you, and anyway, you could have been fine. But now you can't be joking around in this division. It's a serious division. It's probably the best division in football if you, if you add them all together. So. And I find not even close, but I mean, just contenders. But, um, at the end of the day, the Steelers are, are just in a huge trouble. So, so playing the short game for them, they don't really have a choice. Like, the, the long term game is just bumping everyone and trying to build when the rest of the division is not doing so well. And you could take back over the division that you took over for years. 
Um, so I, I, I'm, not, I'm not, I think the Steelers are just in a heap of trouble. Just. Yeah, I mean, like Rocky was saying, like if you pay the quarterback a bunch of money, um, you're going to have some hard time paying other players around you. Um, and I think they will probably have to let Juju go and maybe but Dupree or Devin Bush, like one of them, I think Dupree was on the salary ta- uh, franchise tag last year. Now they'll probably have to let him go. I mean, I know he did just tear his ACL, but um, this these are the cost of uh, of not of paying your quarterback so much money. So like they really need to get that restructured because otherwise, you know, key defensive pieces um, are going to be are going to be uh, leaving in free agency and even a few receivers like uh, Juju. They're already losing James Conner. I mean, the running game was was you know nothing to write home about, but um, you know that that also something you could say for Ben is that you can't expect him to throw 50, 60 times a game like he did in that Browns game, and and be able to win games because their run game was just non-existent. And now losing um, their center Pouncey for to retirement, like this this team has issues, and it's not just Ben, but obviously he is their biggest concern because. The Steelers don't want to be a rebuilding team because they are a proud franchise, proud organization. But, um, you know, I think they will bring Ben back. And as a Ravens fan, um, I can proudly say that I I would like Ben to come back because I, I think he's severely limited right now. And unless he puts in some, you know, just turns into Tom Brady and puts in some serious offensive grind or some serious offseason grind and just, you know, gets to work and loses 20, 25 pounds, I think he's going to be severely limited, and he will hold the Steelers back a little bit and not not help them be a, a championship team, and could end up being like you know the third that third team in that division behind the the Ravens and Browns. Yeah, so. yeah, uh, yeah, I agree. So that's going to be a great division, and you know when you're saying the Steelers might be the third best team in the division, you know it's going to be a good division. Yeah, It'll be a competitive race till the end. Um. Okay, so let's move on to Deshaun Watson. A couple of things I wanted to get to. We'll discuss Deshaun Watson. We'll discuss something very interesting. We're all going to input who we think our best, the best free agent on the market is this year. Okay, very, very simple question. Who, instead of just going through all the free agents and wasting all your time, we're just going to get right to it. Who's the best free agent on the market? We'll get to that after we discuss Deshaun Watson. Um, so this is what I want to discuss with Deshaun Watson. It's a very simple question, obviously, and it's, it's right, what's on everyone's mind. The Texans want to get rid of him. They recently released J.J. Watt. Clearly, they're in the rebuilding mode. Um, this could indicate even more so. Obviously, there were other factors to, to the J.J. Watt release as well, but this could indicate even more so that they are going to part ways with Deshaun Watson, try to start over. And listen, I don't know if I agree with it. The guy wants to go. I get it. But I don't think people understand how good this guy is. I'm going to be honest with you. People know he's really good, he, but he's really, really good. He is is the third or fourth best quarterback in football as far as I'm concerned. I mean, if you're just going based off this year, after Patrick Mahomes, he might have been, and Rodgers, he might have been the best quarterback in football. Um, obviously, you have to look at into his scope of things. But this is a guy that can literally do it all. I mean, he's the quintessential overall quarterback when, when it comes to athletic, one of the most athletic quarterbacks in football, can throw on the run. He's got a, a cannon of an arm. The accuracy's gotten better every single year. Um, he's just improved in every facet of his game every single year. What he's been doing is impressive. The fact that he was able to literally single-handedly grab some wins for a very bad Texans roster this year. Um, so I think you have to build around a guy like that, despite having a big contract. He's he's good enough. I, I mentioned before about Lamar Jackson and Baker Mayfield. They're not as good as Deshaun Watson. They're just not. Um, Deshaun Watson's a tier above them. 
And Deshaun Watson's good enough where even if you have a big contract, you don't have to get these spectacular. You need a good team around him, but you don't need a great team around him. Baker and Lamar, you need better players around them. I'm not saying you need a spectacular team, but you need a good team around them. Deshaun Watson, you can get away with having a, 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 you know some nice players around them, not having such a great roster. That's how good he is. I really believe in this guy. And that's why I don't think the Texans should part ways with him. If they have to, they have to. But let's say they do. Where would the best landing spot be? I think, personally, the best landing spot would be the Miami Dolphins. And this has been discussed, obviously, a lot. And I think it's very, it's a very popular opinion for a reason, right? They have the salary cap. They have the situation. Look what they did this year. I don't know. Is two of the answer? I'm not sure. He might be. But at least this way, for both parties, the Texans get an experimental young quarterback who could potentially have a bright career into a, on a rookie contract, and then they could sign all those other pieces because they need a lot of help on the roster. And from the from the Dolphins' side of things, they already have so much talent there. Even if they take on the Sean Watson salary, they'll be able to get a couple more pieces. They have a good receiving court. Get another receiver. Get more some more pieces on the defense, which had the, the forced you know the most the be, the highest scoring defense in the in the league last year. Obviously, that's going to digress. I I do think that. If the this is my theory about the Dolphins, actually, if the Dolphins don't get Deshaun Watson, I think they might be just as good as last year, but might lose an extra game or two because they got a lot of luck last year and a lot yeah. of luck. But I do think they have a very good roster. I think that would be the best situation for him personally. Um, what do you think? Yehuda? Who would be the best landing spot for for Deshaun Watson? It's so interesting that I. I'm... I mean, I totally uh, the 49ers. So Dolphins, I, I really like that. But but. Uh... Niners and so I think that they still have a Super Bowl caliber defense, as we saw. Um, if, um, if you switch out Deshaun Watson teams and his his play calling, everything like they are great scheming, and then an elite quarterback. Yeah, Deshaun Watson. Definitely in that top tier. So trade-wise, I think the Niners would be it would be in their best interest to see what you can get for for uh, the Texans. And I know the Texans are saying that they're not taking any calls. And like like you said, Rocky, they. That uh, Sean Watson, even though they only went four and twelve, he single-handedly dragged them to a few wins. Like if if Deshaun Watson does force his way out, or let's say that the Texans say, "Nope, we're not trading him," and, and he sits out, you know, he voluntarily sits out to um, to strike and refuse playing him. This is like this is like a one in fifteen, zero and sixteen team. Like there is there's like a dearth of talent. There is very very little talent. The defense is absolutely horrendous. Losing JJ Watt, you know, like the soul of the team and like the spirit like i don't know what they would have going for them they would be so he is he's definitely an elite quarterback and it would be in the texans best interest to try to do everything they can to make him convince him to stay yeah now um i i i definitely agree i i think the niners is a great point i didn't think that but you, you match a good quarterback with kyle shanahan um, and that, that, you know, that always does, that does damage in the league. 
And even though Jimmy Garoppolo has been up and down throughout his career and so many suffers through so many injuries, just him individually, forget about the 49ers as a whole. Jimmy yep. Garoppolo as an, as an individual started off his career pretty hot, or at least people thought so. I, I personally didn't think so, even though the Niners made the Super Bowl the first year. I didn't think he was that great. But I do think that, you know, he's a pretty good quarterback. He's, he, he started off as a pretty good, pretty good start this career, got injured, didn't really rebound from that so far. As well, so far. And you can't really have the same exchange with the Niners, although it would be a great fit. The Dolphins have this young quarterback that have no, that has very little cap hit that they yep. can just easily exchange. It's very appealing for the Texans. For the Niners, Jimmy Garoppolo has a huge contract as well, just like Deshaun, Deshaun Watson. So it's not as appealing for the Texans, but as a pure fit, I do hear it's a it's a it's a great fit. But well, yes, Meisty, what, what who do you think the best landing spot for Deshaun Watson is? Okay, the best landing spot for Deshaun Watson is the Dallas Cowboys. I think they have to wow. move on from Dak Prescott. I think Deshaun Watson right now. Uh, I, I think that they give up that first-round pick and, and whatever it takes to get Deshaun Watson. Um, and not saying I'm, I'm not putting down Dak Prescott. I'm not. But let's be real. You talking that you really like Prescott over Deshaun Watson. I mean, here's an opportunity to snag a guy who you could just make that – you get you just, just make that trade. You have a better quarterback, probably even cheaper. It just – it, it makes – and Dak Prescott still has question marks. He's a guy that's proven. He's a proven quarterback versus a question mark quarterback who's just coming off. And, like, it makes sense for the Dallas Cowboys. I think the money's there. I didn't – I lost time I looked at, you know. The, um, my second spot would be Miami, followed by what Yehuda said in in, in San Francisco. Um, my real landing spot for him, I think also – now, I don't, it doesn't really work out because of the cap space and all, but, but would be Pittsburgh. If they can snag a Deshaun Watson – if they were to get Big Ben and just say, hey, if they could figure out with the money situation, I don't whatever that, you know, however that works for them, um, if they were able to get Deshaun Watson to pitch trigger, I mean, you'd have, that division would be so scary. I think you'd literally, the Pro Bowl would have to be AFC North versus NFL. Like, that, it would be so scary in that division. The te- it would just, it would be a different, it would, I mean, as a Ravens fan, we would all, we're going to be complaining for the whole year, but. I, we're all we're, we're twelve and two and we're changing. That's how it's gonna be. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think that I think those are you know those spots. I think Texans really need to figure out. They got him on from him. I don't understand what like. I used to be a fan of um. I used to say I don't like when players try to force their way out, but sometimes it's not about it's it's and then it really comes down to why. And this is the reason that makes sense to me. It's not like James Harden in Houston, where it was like, you were the problem. You were the problem, James Harden. Here, this guy is not the problem. It's clear. We clearly know where the problems are. So the guy's not happy. He wants to be. He doesn't, he's not interested in getting sacked a million times. He's not interested in just losing games anymore. So you're not giving him a winning team, clearly. So, like, there has to be a conversation. The Texans, the Texans make themselves look worse and worse and worse every single day that they don't trade Deshaun Watson. So they're only hurting themselves. They're only hurting their, their market because when they do finally come out and be like, all right, we're trading him, they're not going to get the offers they're getting now. They're just not because now, oh, now you're on. But if they, yeah, they're playing this hard to get game, but they're not getting anywhere. The NFL is not playing your game, Texans. We're, we ought, we're not stupid. Deshaun Watson wants to go. You're either going to let him go or you're not going to let him go. Okay, so what do you want from him? All right, obviously you want a couple, for, you want first round picks, and you want the play. But okay, you're gonna get that, but you're, but just do it now. Like, what, what, where are you? Where are you? Why are you not? Like, what's the? 
I don't know. To me, the type of looks so silly right now. Every day that goes by. I mean, it's ridiculous. I I think that that James Harden thing was an absolutely wonderful point. Like that that was so true. Like everybody says, uh, Sean Watson is a great guy. You always hear of him as a leader and as a great player, as a great teammate. Like so, if he's wanting out, you know the situation is absolutely so dysfunctional. James Harden's situation is so different with the um, you know him showing up fat and they built a team around his skill set he shows up to work fat this and his teammates <clears throat> saying nope it's not going to work i want out so that's a totally different situation like you said i usually i don't necessarily side with the team when a player is trying to force his way out but like if you understand why this player wants out like it's it's totally understandable to sean watson and i think the craziest thing is <clears throat> i'm sorry um houston this has got to be some some bad juju or bad karma. They're still paying for their cheating World Series. Like, this is insane. <laughs> that um, Houston, you know, they still got the World Series. They, they, it's forever tarnished, though. But like, their their ring is forever tarnished. Um, the Rockets can never beat the Warriors, and now James Harden is gone. They completely <laughs> blew up the team. Deshaun Watson wants out. The Texans are just turning into an absolute dumpster fire. Up twenty four nothing on the Chiefs, and now the organization has gone to complete. Um, utter, you know, dysfunction. So, like, this is this is what you get for cheating, Houston, I guess, because this is. Houston. I would not want to be a Houston sports fan, right? Now. Oh, it's awful. And, and, and the Orioles got the got the man behind the whole plan in Houston. They 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 snagged him from from the Astros. And aside from, aside from that, that the, their best the best player on the on the Houston Rockets right now is John Wall, who hasn't played in two years. So that's yeah. also very convincing. But I, I, oh wait wait wait! <laughs> well, but, I won't say he's the best player on the team right now. I'm just gonna put out Christian Woods having an absolute monster of a year. That's true. That's true. Maybe second best player. Anyway, so let's okay. So let's move on to this next topic. I wanted to get to this is really I want to end this with a bang because this this is what everyone wants to know. Free agency coming up in a few weeks. Oh. Um, there there are. I don't think the pool's as good as it has been in other years. You know, I, I really don't think there's anything crazy about it. But there is what to be discussed here. There is receivers. There are yeah. a good three or four receivers at the top of the free agency list this year. There's a quarterback, obviously. We all know who that is. There's offensive linemen. There's defensive players. A very well-rounded, diverse free agency pool. The question is for you guys. Um, I'll start. question is, who is, in your opinion, the best free agent and should be the most coveted free agent in the market this year? Now. Here's my answer. This is twofold. If you're going based off just pure positional value, obviously quarterback is the most valuable. And you have to give Dak Prescott the nod just because he's a quarterback and he's a pretty good quarterback. Um, he's a guy that two years, he's played four years in this league. Two years, top 10 quarterback. Another two years, more towards number 20, number 18. So guys, the potential to be a top 10 quarterback. We've seen that. A guy that the jury is still out on. A guy that has a lot of skill sets, has a lot of talent. Could do a lot for a team, but they're going to have to sign him to a contract over $150 million probably, or about $150 million. So I do think that you have that side to it. But if you're going from a pure positional standpoint, I think it's Dak Prescott. If you're going from a pure talent standpoint, who I want my team to get, oh, it's Chris, it's Chris Godwin, in my opinion. I don't think there's any question about it. Now, this guy was just had an absolutely spectacular year last year, a spectacular year two years before last year, got injured, suffered from the injuries. Even when he came back, he was, in my opinion, the best receiver on the Bucs. He's been the best receiver on the Bucs for the last three years, even better than Mike Evans. Yes, I'm going out on that limb. 
I think he's more of an overall threat than Mike Evans. I think he's a better deep threat than Mike Evans. Mike Evans is more of a big big type catch catch point, big big guy, more possession type receiver, can go deep, more possession type receiver. Chris Godwin is more deep threat, which is more suitable to today's NFL. So I think that Chris Godwin is, in my opinion, the best option in the free agency pool. If we're not going from a positional standpoint, we're just going from who's the best free agent in the pool, I think it's Chris Godwin. Um, same similar reason why I would pick him over Allen Robinson. Allen Robinson's a great receiver, also more of a big physical catch point type of guy going to beat you at the catch point. Those guys are valuable, but not as valuable as a guy like Chris Godwin. That's my opinion, at least. So um, you were saying, Rocky, that you you don't think that it was such a big free agency or like a great free agency crop. And I was right away, I was like, what? I thought it, it seems like a pretty awesome crop. And now looking through like a list, like top, after top 15, it does seem to be um, a little lacking. So so I, I do hear what you're yeah, saying. But much. But but um, hearing I saw this report where I saw, I forgot which player it was, where he said that actually this could be an absolutely wild offseason. Just I'll I'll give my prediction a bit in a sec, but um, this could be a wild offseason because of the reduced cap from the um, the pandemic, right? So the the cap is most likely going to go down because uh, teams weren't able to have fans or they have limited fans. So that, that revenue is going down. So the team league-wide uh, revenue is going to be down a little bit. So he said, this player, I, f- I forgot who it is, but he said that guys will um, sign one-year deals. And then next year when they renegotiate all these TV deals like ESPN, NBC, going to renegotiate um, you know, Sunday Night Football, Monday Night Football, the league revenue is just going to explode because those TV deals are going to be absolutely massive. And then the cap is going to go way up. So players know that and their agents know that. So we could see guys, he said, like maybe forming super teams. Where a guy goes, I want to go play with with Brady, or I want to go play. You know, I want to go play with with my guy. Some you know, someone wants to play with their friend in Chicago, and he signs a one year deal, and then you know, because because he's just playing for a one year quick rental, and then it's just crazy. And guys moving all over and and just signing quick deals, and then you know, it's not long term; it's just short term. So that could be interesting and really crazy. But I actually think. Number one, you know, cutting out Prescott, like you said, because he is the quarterback. He's probably number one. But besides for him, i got to go Allen Robinson, actually. I think he is – I know Chris Godwin is a little younger, but I think Allen Robinson is a little better as a receiver. And he's just proven that he could play with – you know, he's been playing with Blake Bortles, Nick Foles, and Mitchell Trubisky, and he's still putting up numbers. So he – if you want to talk about free someone, like free Deshaun Watson, free Allen Robinson, you got to give him a, a solid quarterback. And so I think he is uh, probably the best player coming out in this free agency crop. And he could go to um, to a, a very wide receiver needy team, like let's say the Ravens or the Dolphins, um, who, who can really use his skill set and, you know, kind of veteran leadership as the uh, probably the best player in the free agency crop, besides for the quarterback, of course. Who you got, Mike? Uh, I, I, I don't know why you guys don't don't see it the way I see it, but to me, it's Trent Williams. I mean, that's the most important position in this game is, is, is your lineman. And, and at the end of the day, if you're not going to protect a quarterback, you're not going to get anywhere. This guy is sitting there. He's never had a bad season in his life. It, yeah, he I sat out a whole season and, and he had some disasters, but the guy is an animal of a blocker. The guy does not sack. The guy is great. So to me, it's Trent Williams is the most insane. Out of all the free agents right now, I have two he's going to re-sign with the 49ers, and I'll be all, and we're not going to hear from him after that. And he'll sign probably quickly as anything. 
first day comes, they're going to and he's going to be signed and done. But um, out of all the free agents, technically, I think he is. Other than that, it is Dak Prescott. Um, and I, I wanted to also say Alan Hunter, but I'm going to actually say Kenny Galladay. Um, I just I think that he also he just hasn't found the right fit. I mean, Matthew Stafford wasn't for him. There wasn't a connection, a great connection. Um, they weren't building anything there. So you know, this might be uh, this might be very good for him. Oh, Rockford. Um, so so this 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 might you know a good a big change somewhere for him could could turn out to be huge, especially a place like Baltimore maybe or or a place that really needs a receiver where he can shine, get the get the opportunities for him. Um, oh, I, I I looked away for a second and it was a close game. When I looked away, it was a close <laughs> game in the Lakers game. I looked back, blowout. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah, so um, Kenny Galladay, Chris Godwin, Allen Robinson are all, I mean, not necessarily can't go wrong with any of them, but they're all, it is it's kind of a toss-up um, with <clears throat> with all of them. But I do think Allen Robinson will probably be the best option of those three guys. Yeah. Um, it, it, I, I that? That? Yeah, go yeah, ahead. Say it again? You brought Trent Williams into this discussion. I love that. I was waiting for you to bring Trent Williams into this discussion. I was waiting for it. Talk about, talk about consistency. Trent Williams has definitely been Mr. Consistent. He's been a great player his entire career. And, of course, it's very important to protect the quarterback. But there are more pressing needs than protecting the quarterback, namely the quarterback himself and who the quarterback's going to throw to. And then you can worry about protecting the quarterback. I, I def, it's very important. Don't get me wrong. But there are just a couple positions a little more important than it. That, that's why I went with who I went with. Tell the Chiefs. Yeah, tell the Chiefs. Offensive line play is an important Right, they just got. No, 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 no. I'm not. I'm not saying. I'm not saying. I'm not saying you can have an atrocious offensive line like the Chiefs did. But mediocre is good enough if you have a very good passing game. Yeah, That's I true. think anyone. If you if you put yourself with the best offensive line in history, I you could stick any quarterback back there, and he can play well. So to me, that's why that offensive line is the best. Um, I, Rocky, I will say this: there's, there's me and, me and uh, Trent Williams have something in common. We're consistent. He's consistent in this play. I'm consistent in my crazy takes. no but you're being different i like it you're being different um that's a good thing if we all just went with the same conventional picks it would be boring everyone would tune out so there's nothing wrong with that Uh, my other my other guy that's sitting by the way my other guy that is sitting in 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 the free agent market um is shaq barrett but uh once again i assume the bucks are the bucks going to sign him again and i'll probably be it that was a right can they just can they just franchise tag him again and just and just keep him around i mean if i'm him I'd rather just stay with Brady also. Just Oh, out. I mean, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, why wouldn't he just accept the franchise tag and, and win another Super Bowl? Like, but, by the way, I, I was looking at it. Do you realize how much money, how much money Antonio Brown made for winning a Super Bowl? And Brady and Gronk, it was literally written in their contracts. Like, winning a Super Bowl, you make triple your amount of money. Like, literally, just, like, the whole contract was based on them winning the Super Bowl. Like, of course they're going to win the Super Bowl. That was, all, they, they, that was how they were going to make money this year. Otherwise, how are they going to support their families? Exactly. It was destined, um, it was destined when they wrote it. <laughs> yeah. Um, that, that's, how you, that's how you make a contract. Hey, you win a Super Bowl, we'll pay you a billion dollars. That's how it should be in the NFL. That's literally how it should be. You get paid based on your form. Not, oh, Oh, you're you've won five games in your career, but you know you're you're okay. Here's fifty billion dollars, uh, Baker Mayfield's next contract. You know, 
Like Deshaun Watson too. Deshaun Watson too, but Deshaun Watson we know is proven. He just has to build that team that's actually worthy of letting him play. Yeah, listen. An unworthy we... quarterback, by the way. If you want to know an unworthy quarterback on the contract, Russell Wilson, he still can't get an MVP vote. <laughs> wow, that's a hot take. Yeah, that's a hot take right there. He he's one of the most sacked quarterbacks. Yeah. Yeah. Go he's ahead. not good. Overrated quarterback. Overrated quarterback. That man is. Russell Wilson. He's not it, good. He's solid. I don't think he's not good. But he 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 they they uh, run run pass. That was their their thing. And he's like, man, like use me a little bit, Pete Carroll. Let me let me throw a little bit. Let let Russ cook. But then, I know. And they did let him cook. And then he he started throwing a bunch of picks. So that's that's where your argument comes what from. What does that say? <laughs> I mean, they, they, this is what the guy wanted. The guy wanted they wanted him to let him cook. Hey, let him cook. NFL the rest of the NFL figure out very quickly. You know. Listen, he's great. Can he scramble? Yeah. Can he, you know, can he throw on the run? Great. You know, can he make amazing throws? Sure. It also helps the fact that he has two great receivers, and and he's always had a great, you know, receiver. He's uh, had a decent running game most of his career. So, and, and, and hey, he's won Super Bowl. So, I can't, you know, I give the guy credit. He's good, but he, it seems like he's always, always needs help to help him win, whether it's on his defense whether it's from receivers, always, always a bailout with the guy. Uh, and the guy who got a huge contract, it, to me, is one guy that does not deserve a huge contract. Listen, this, yeah, is, a, this, mean, not, this is a great conversation to have because um, uh, you, you're, you're judging it just based off of completely off of MVPs and Super Bowl wins. And obviously he did win a, a Super Bowl, is never won MVP, but like this is a good conversation to have. I think people are really overvaluing. Obviously, every, you want to win the Super Bowl every year. Well, only one team's gonna win the Super Bowl every year. You can't win the Super Bowl every year. So, I mean, it's just an interesting thing that people people set these insane expectations. And obviously, that's the NFL. That's what it's like. But but um, it's just something to think about that you're not gonna win the Super Bowl every year unless you're the Patriots somehow or Tom Brady. But <laughs> even he's not winning every. So so uh, it's just something to think about that these expectations and these these um these what we think these players should do and like how much. They're paid, and um, and just what what we think that they should do every single year, just throw 50, 60 touchdowns and just win the Super Bowl every year. It's just not going to happen. Well, it's not really – I mean, yeah, I, I understand that. So I'm, I am coming off that. I'm not – we're not going to yeah. argue on that. But at the same time, my expectation of personally of Russell Wilson is, okay, Russell, you wanted the money. You wanted a cook. You gave you receivers. Okay, your protection might not be the best. Okay, everything else might not be great. Giving you what you need, we're giving you the basics of what you need, and you know you're not. You, it's and you're still throwing too many picks. You're making, you know, those those that big decision in a you know that you make at the end of the game it ends up costing. So yep. to me, it's to me that that's that's where I come from at this point. Now, I would have said after he won the Super Bowl, give the guy the money. After after they won, you know, they lost the Super Bowl. That guy deserved the money, even. You know what I'm saying? The guy who deserved the money. But now I'm looking at it and I'm like, all right, guy is making bad mistakes. He's and it's not like he just threw the ball and it got like he's making bad mistakes this past year. Um, but I do think that this year gets a freebie. I think a lot of players this year, uh, between injuries and just flat out the fact that there was no fans in the stands, was 
a big, big, and even on the road, by the way, there are players this year that said even on the road, it felt weird not to like hear the booze. Like that's, they built a lot of players, even from the booze, they, they love that. They love the yep. getting, getting taunted from the fans. They live off that. That's where their energy comes from. So, so they had that season. So I think that we, we, you know, it's unfortunate we had those types of seasons, this type of season, but um, so if Russell can get back on it, yeah, I don't think he'll ever be back in the Super Bowl, but I don't expect him to be. I expect him to be in the playoffs. I expect him to win games and make smarter decisions. Yeah, I, I think that this discussion goes back to what I mentioned earlier, that at the end of the day, Russell Wilson obviously got a huge contract, and deservedly so. He was one of the best quarterbacks in football for six years of his career. Has he, did he, was he up and down this year? He didn't play the best all the time. He threw some bad interceptions, held the ball too long, took some bad sacks. I agree. There's no question about it. I'm not necessarily trying to defend him, but as I mentioned, if you're not Aaron Rodgers, if you're not Patrick Mahomes and you're getting paid all this money and the Seahawks have the worst defensive football, I mean, look at that transition. The Seahawks, in, when they won the Super Bowl, they had the best defensive football. They even had a nickname for them. That's how good that, that, that defense was, right? When you have a nickname, you know you're good. Yep. But <laughs> this year, they, 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 dropped, they dropped so mightily that they were, some say, the worst defense in football this year. So and that's a result of Russell Wilson's big contract. They don't have enough money to surround them with talent. They have a good receiving core, but they don't that's have crazy. any defense. It's one thing that's if you have a mediocre defense. They have no, no star players on that defense, and that's the problem. You're sacrificing. Russell Wilson's not Aaron Rodgers. He's not Patrick Mahomes, although they thought, they thought initially he could be. And yep. we still have hope that he could be because he's played like that at times. But if he's not, if he doesn't play like a top-five quarterback, then, yeah, they're going to have problems for a while, the Seahawks. I, I agree with you. I think there's definitely concern. Even if he's a top 10 quarterback, but not a top five quarterback, that's reason for concern in itself, you know? Um, I mean, besides for Bobby Wagner, they have, you know, who's, who's still really besides solid. Besides for Bobby Wagner. Yeah. But, yeah. but yeah, I mean, uh, going back to the early stuff about, like, Deshaun and Carson Wentz and quarterback trades, there have been reports. I mean, they're shutting them down. You call, call the Seahawks, hey, what, what's Russ going for? They like, no, he's not for sale. Yeah. But, but, like – you know, I, I've heard, you know, it takes like two or three firsts for, for us. So if that report is getting out, um, that means maybe there's a little interest, which is crazy. You know, that you're paying these guys huge bucks, huge money, franchise quarterback. This guy, Go Hawks, you know, he's your guy for for years. And now they're they're maybe thinking trade. Like, what's that? You know, this it's, it's crazy. NFL, is, it's turning a little... And like NBA style with with the trades, and I'm not necessarily against it. It's pretty interesting. Gives us something to talk about. But to think that they pay pay him all this money and then possibly trade him, which I don't think is going to happen, but just crazy to think about. Yeah, there's certainly going to no be way they trade him. no, not a chance. But there yeah. will, but there will certainly be, as you mentioned, Huda, a, a, a strong quarterback carousel throughout the next few months. It seems um, just throughout the entire, there'll be quarterback battles within organizations and out of organizations in terms of who will be our starting quarterback. Will we get someone from the outside? Will we stay with the inside? The quarterback battles will play out in training camp. Hopefully there'll be training camp this year and preseason. Um, okay, but let's wrap it up there. I think we're over an hour now, so let's wrap it up there. Did we? I don't think we missed any big points. That's what we wanted to get to. Um, and we'll have to discuss more. Obviously, there's so much more to go through. When free agency starts, it's going to start off with a bang two years ago yep. um, when free agency started and OBJ got signed by the Browns. Oh, that it was nuts. Was huge. Remember that? <laughs> Remember that, Micey? We had a great Rocky, segment. That was one of the wildest podcasts. That we was one. I literally called Browns to the Super Bowl in that podcast. Like, it's my most embarrassing <laughs> that was great. I've ever made. I, for, podcasting, for podcasting, free agency might be the Super Bowl. 
I'm honest. It's the it's the Super Bowl podcasting. So it's it's gonna be exciting. We have to discuss the NBA more. I know there's a lot to get to. The, the Lakers are sliding. That's awesome. We have to bring on Yakov when we talk about. Uh, we gotta bring all the NBA experts. Last night on the Lakers radio is getting real worried. They're getting real worried. They're saying we can't win without AD. So that's definitely something we have to discuss over here in LA. Um, but we'll wrap it up there. Thank you for listening. Remember to uh, to follow us, to subscribe on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to podcasts. Remember to follow us on Twitter and Instagram. And everyone have a great night.